There is only Christ. He is everything. He is in everything. From Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 11. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to my sub-podcast, which I call Christ Through the Elements. You're here for episode number 18, which is Argon. Just a quick program note. Um, if you're Catholic or in another Christian denomination that follows the liturgical uh, cycle, this past Sunday, our reading was from Colossians, the letter to the Colossians. And it was the part where that opening quote, Christ is everything, Christ is in everything, uh, is found. So just fun little fact there. Well, I'm glad you're here for my podcast. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. If you are returning, you know the drill. The first part of the episode, I share some quotes from the section of the book that I'm reading, which is The Universal Christ by uh, Father Richard Rohr. In the second part, we are walking through the periodic table, and we're on uh, element number 18, which is argon. I offer a little reflection on that particular element, and then in the third part, I draw the first two parts together and reflect upon how and what that element can reveal to us about Christ. So I am now in part two of Father Richard's book, and he calls this part the Great Comma. And it is chapter eight, specifically, that we are in. And he calls that chapter Doing and Saying. Now, the chapter begins with the uh, sentence that has the great comma in it. And it comes from the Apostles' Creed, which is the earlier and the shorter of the two commonly prayed creeds. And the quote is, Born of the Virgin Mary, comma, suffered under Pontius Pilate. And what Father Richard is pointing out that others have pointed out throughout uh, history is that Jesus's entire life is in that comma. And what Father Richard says is this, is that because it, the creed, goes from Jesus's birth of the Virgin Mary to his death suffered under Pontius Pilate, Father Richard says the Apostles' Creed does not once mention love service, hope, the least of these brothers and sisters, or even forgiveness, anything actually that is remotely actionable. It's a vision and philosophy statement with no mission statement, as it were, with its emphasis on theory and theology, but no emphasis on praxis, practice. The creed set us on a course we are still following today. And that's on page 104. And Father Richard says that the problem with this is that, quote, the Christ of these creeds is not tethered to earth, to a real historical flesh and blood Jesus of Nazareth. Instead, it is mostly mind with little heart. Page 105. And furthermore, this really in many ways, the fact that it is just mind without heart or action is problematic. Because Father Richard goes on to say, Jesus was clearly concerned with what Buddhists call right action, orthopraxy in Christianity, than with right saying or even right thinking. And to sum up 
this particular set of uh, thoughts and quotes, Father Richard says that this is highly problematic because in our time period, humanity now needs a Jesus who is historical, relevant for real life, physical and concrete like we are, and a Christ who is big enough to hold all of creation together in one harmonious unity. Pretty cool stuff, I think. Let's go into the second part. And the thoughts from this particular um, section come from a wonderful book that I found for my Kindle. Highly recommend you check it out. It's called The Elements, A Visual Exploration of Every Known Atom by Theodore Gray. And our element for now is argon, with AR being the symbol and atomic number 18. And I did not know this, and maybe you don't know this either, but argon comes from the Greek word for inactive. And being a noble gas on the far right column of the periodic table, it is an inert gas that does not react. And it's particularly useful because it is the cheapest of the inert gases. And even at high temperature, Mr. Gray says, quote, argon remains inherently and unshakably uninterested in chemical composition. And modern incandescent bulbs, which in many places and countries and so forth have been banned because of the amount of energy they use and also the amount of heat they put off. Nevertheless, they were used for a long time and can still be found in places. They are filled with nitrogen and argon. That's the gases inside the bulb that allows it to work as it does. And if you hear that sound, that is rain <laughs> that has started to fall as I sit here on my patio porch. I'm screened in, so I'm going to be fine. And um, another use for argon is the gas that is put into wine bottles that are open to displace the oxygen, the air, to preserve the wine, that is oftentimes argon gas. And part of why argon is so useful is because it's cheap and it's abundant. It is found in the atmosphere of the earth at nearly 1% concentration by weight. And being a noble gas, it glows like our old friend neon, except that it glows a specific color, which is sky blue. So let's pull these two together. I think what strikes me about argon is its inert quality, how it is inactive, how it is noble in the sense that it is above the other more reactive elements. And the next element, sodium, is uh, particularly reactive. And unfortunately, I think there are many Christians and others who see God as kind of non-reactive or kind of inert or kind of distant or powerless, right? I mean, there's a whole wide range of understandings of God that basically render God disengaged, uninvolved, uninterested, out there somewhere far away at a distance, to quote the highly popular, but theologically problematic Bette Midler song, At a Distance. Remember, God is watching us, God is watching us. Oh, 
It's actually from a distance. I stand corrected. Nevertheless, Christ is not at a distance. Our understanding of Christ and what Father Richard is is hoping, helping us to see is that Christ is present, that Christ permeates everything and everywhere, that it is through Christ all things were made, to quote another part of the creeds. And this is highly significant because God is not reactive in the sense of uh, explosions or, um, you know, uh, things that sodium that we will hear about next, the, the types of things that sodium does. No, but God is also not inert and powerless and disinterested and uninvolved in life and relationships. Christ tells us, and we see in the person of Jesus the Christ, how engaged and desirous God is for love and compassion and justice and healing and connection with God's creatures, humans being one of those. So, as wonderful as Argon is, as useful as it is, as beautiful as it glows when electricity is run through it, it really doesn't show that much about Christ because it is not inactive. It is not inert. Well, I should say Argon is inactive and is inert, but Christ is anything but. Well, I appreciate your listening and I'm going to encourage you to check out my blog site. Now, before I give you the address, and you'll see the address in the show notes, I just want to say this is a site that I started years ago, haven't done much with recently, but I started it years ago to help teachers understand the connection between technology and education, specifically religious education. So the URL for it is www.edtechemergent. That's all one word, but E-D-Tech, T-E-C-H, Emergent, E-M-E-R-G-E-N-T, dot WordPress, all one word, dot com. I hope you check that out because I'll post uh, links to uh, this episode. I will post some other resource materials, some images and so forth. And um, I really do hope that you visit that and share that and check out the other uh, resources that I have there at edtechemergent.wordpress.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. May Christ's peace be with you always.